You're listening to Rural Deviation. Your voice matters. Warning, the views and opinions expressed are those of each individual and do not represent the views of the National Rural Letter Carrier Association nor the United States Postal Service. Well, welcome back. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Um, as you can tell, this is not the normal dulcet tones of the the, the man from Tennessee. Uh, he is stuck in a traffic jam, uh, getting back to his getting back to his terminal there in in Illinois. Uh, this is Mike uh, from the great state of Kansas, and I'm going to do my best to fill in for him um, on the rural deviation tonight. Uh, with me are kind of our, our normal cast of characters. Uh, let's have let's talk to Josh. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I've been better. Um, apparently, I got some Mexican beer as a parting gift. There you um, go. Yeah, I got tested this morning. I went and got tested positive for COVID. So. But, so you, so convention for a week and a little bit of time off to recover from the plague of the twentieth, twenty first century. So, well, glad you're able to join us tonight. Hope you yep, hope that you're getting uh, to feeling better soon. Uh, me too. Um, it's you know it's been getting eight you know achy, but mostly the the on and off of fatigue is what's getting me. Yep. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. And then we'll throw it to Kristen. How are you doing tonight? Not doing too bad. I went back to work today. I didn't get home till actually about four o'clock yesterday afternoon. I decided to uh, take my time and break my trip up and got to see some old friends I haven't seen in a couple decades and uh, visit uh, some other friends that I haven't seen in a little over a year. So that could definitely help with that trip home. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're able to do that. It's always nice to be able to reconnect with people you haven't seen in a while. Oh, absolutely. So, and of course, uh, and and um, both of you, glad that you made it home safely. Um, that's always good. Thank you. Thank you. And then, and then finally, uh, the man who almost doesn't need an introduction <laughs> from the great state of Pennsylvania. Let's talk to Bill. How are you doing tonight, Bill? I know where you live. <laughs> Remember that. I, I'm doing great. I. Uh, I uh, drove straight up from the convention, 15 hours, not not bad, you know, traffic and weather-wise. Um, you know, tried to rest Sunday, but, you know, family interfered with that. And then Monday, I walked into the Great Wall of China of undelivered mail. Uh, out of the uh, six days that they uh, had, you know, absence my presence, there was four and a half days of mail on the floor. Holy cow. But... It's not a federal offense to delay the mail as long as you get the parcels out. Right. That seems to be the normal state, the new normal now. Yes, 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 yes. Um, unfortunately, somebody might have called a local congressperson and said something about it. 
I don't know what well, kind of would do something like that. I don't know who who <laughs> would do who would do something like that. Yeah, who, who, who would spend you know over a thousand dollars to go down and campaign, try to show the people the light, get called out in the sack sack caucus, and then turn around and and come back to work with a smile on their face. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. You weren't the only one called out in yeah. sack, so it's all yeah. good. Yeah. Well, my uh, just I had a I had a direct flight from uh, Orlando to Kansas City, so I was I left early in the morning on Sunday, and I was home by noon. Uh, the only delay I had is uh, we pushed back from the gate. We they said we were cleared for takeoff, and then we sat there in the taxiway for a little while. And then the uh, pilot gets on, the captain gets on the intercom and says, yeah, yeah, we've got a warning light up here in the cockpit. Uh, we're just, we're, we're, you know, interfacing with the ground crew, trying to figure out how to clear that. And everybody in the back is like, yes, please do that. Clear, <laughs> clear that, please, please. <laughs> but they, they figured out whatever it was. We got in line and we took off and had a very uneventful flight back. So, um, so yeah, and I had a you know once once I got to my car, it was a smooth drive home. Um, I came back. I came well. I came back. I was back to work on Monday. I'm I'm on I'm on my route. Um, I get down to my one stretch of mailboxes. I turn around in the cul-de-sac to do the the last half of it, and the guy comes over on his riding lawnmower and he says, "Hey, why didn't we get any mail on Saturday?" And I'm like, well, I, I I don't know. I wasn't working Saturday. And he said, well, apparently the other guy wasn't either. <laughs> so I asked somebody who was working Saturday, and they said the DPS was really light on Saturday. So it's entirely possible that he just didn't have anything. So, and but entirely possible it never went out. No, no, I came back to no undelivered mail. Um, I found a couple of delivery errors that were kind of minor that uh, I was going to ask them about, but uh, they told me today, I don't know what day it was while we were gone, but there was one day my, my RCA, the sub on my route, had 90 certifieds. And she said, bless his heart, he got them either all delivered or all notified. So I think I'll let two or three little minor delivery errors, I, I think I'm going to let that go. That's how it starts, Mike. <laughs> well, I haven't seen him since he's been since I've been back. So I'll if, if I see him tomorrow, I'll I'll, I'll give him what for. How's that, Bill? Um, well, if you're gonna be soft on him, go ahead and be soft, you wussy. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, you know, that's understandable. If, if he did that, then you ought to be account yourself as having a blessed sub. Yeah. Because, like I said, I had four and a half days of mail, um, 14 tubs of, uh, you know, everything. First class periodicals, you know, I, you name it, I had it in there. Like a couple DCs in there. It's, it's like, you know, it just, it was ridiculous. So, you know, like I told the supervisor, I said, I don't ever hear about anybody delaying mail in the office. I said, no, <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Nope. Well, it sure I seems. I... Go ahead, Josh. I say I know when I call when I talk to my supervisor this afternoon to let him know. He's like, "Yeah, we got your route cleaned up yesterday. 
He's like, I can't say that for your coworker that came with me to the convention. He says, I don't think they've touched um, her case at all this past week. So, Poor Mary. And she'll be back. She will be back in tomorrow. So I do feel bad for her in that aspect. Well, I don't have access to the, the to the big monitor like like uh, our normal host does, but I see Benjamin uh, saying hi from Iowa. So welcome, Ben. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. I'm going to try to monitor the chat as as best I can from from my phone here. So, um, so we were well, my co-hosts and I, we were all at uh, the national convention last week, and um, I think just I think uh, what we'd like to talk about is just kind of our general general impressions of of the event. So, um, so anybody want to anyone want to start? Or actually, Kristen, do you, do you want to start? As you you went to the convention, you you stepped up as an RCA and ran for national office. Do you want to talk a little bit about your experience with with that? Yeah, yeah. This was uh, this was definitely a uh, more than a step out of my comfort zone. Um, this was definitely I did not back down when I said that I was going to run for national office. I I followed through. Yes, you and... did. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I am not a public speaker. Well, I didn't think I was, anyways. But yeah, this was uh, this I, was an interesting experience. Okay. From, I can tell you from when we first started talking on you know on the podcast and back you know and even privately versus your performance this past week on the yeah. big stage. Yeah, is a complete one eighty. In a good way, you. I know you still had some anxiety, for lack of a better word, but you um, definitely held your own. And by the end, of, you know, by your concession speech, you could tell you were confident and almost comfortable up there. Yep. Yeah. At yeah. Least um... How you portrayed it. I'm kind of going to go with the motions and how this all happened, uh, how this everything kind of went for me. Because, you know, when you get up, you don't, if you've never been to a national convention, you're in a huge room. There's 1,500 to 2,000 people in this room. And big stage up front, podiums. And uh, Wednesday mornings is when nominations start. And so I thought I had somebody from my state nominating me, but that kind of felt through last minute because she didn't realize that she would have to go up to the big stage and the podium. So I had my notes. I they stayed on my chair because Bill called <laughs> me. Bill called me because I have to go nominate Bill, and he's already up front. Wait, he calls me. Where are you? I'm like, oh shoot! So I'm taken up. I'm in the far left hand corner of the convention room by the doors to go outside and he's all the way up front so i am white, literally right corner speed... of the state yes so i'm literally like speed walking around the whole convention floor and i finally meet up with him and then i have to tell him 
person that's going to nominate me backed out. So Bill and I agreed that we go ahead and nominate each other. Yeah. So for, for those of you who, who haven't, when, when Kristen's explaining this run she did, uh, think of it, uh, look, look at a football field, and you go from, uh, th- picture yourself going from uh, the far corner of one end zone going to the opposite corner of the opposite end zone across the field. And that's what she did. And I will just say that uh, I, I just have to echo echo Josh. I don't think you showed uh, if you were nervous, you were able to hide it pretty well. So I, I let's just say Wednesday morning when I woke up. What was that, Josh? I would say Wednesday. I, I could tell she she was when she was speaking. You could tell a little bit when she first accepted the nomination. Well, first, let, let's go in chronological order here. When I first woke up Wednesday morning, my stomach was in knots. I mean, I I refused to eat that morning because I personally didn't think I was going to make it if I did. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where I was. I mean, and my stomach was in knots. So I, and so I get up there. Bill wanted to short, sweet nominate Bill. You get up there and these bright ass lights are in your eyes, okay? And you're st- you're standing at this microphone with two thousand people staring you down, and bright lights in your eyes. And so I just kind of stumbled over my words of nominating Bill, and got back down, <laughs> and uh, got through that. But realized, you know, I didn't have my notes up there with me when Bill nominated me. So after we go through the presidential nominations, they didn't do the vice president ones. So Bill went up and did his little spiel and nominated me, and I get up there and I'm completely winging it off the top of my head. I it, I just like I said, no notes. Of course, I reread everything that I had had for a while, so I was just like, all right, this is gonna be short, sweet, simple, and I'm just winging it, and I did. I guess it came through a little. Surprise sounded a little calmer than I actually was, but I made it through that. So that was Wednesday. <laughs> And then uh, Thursday night is caucus, and that's where you get, again, if you've never been there, they divide it up between 10 different rooms for the state. Some states are singly in a room, depending on other times. You've got several states in a room. And the South Atlantic Conference states, they were in the big convention hall. So, and then you, you have to have your speech. Again, I didn't, it's not that I wasn't prepared. I just didn't know how to put my words down and what I wanted to say. So when we had that hour break between uh, business session and caucus, I was literally sitting at our campaign table writing out what my main point that, you know, I wanted to say to everybody was. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I did end up having one of my, one of my fellow carriers from my state go with me to each caucus room. Yep. She uh, only introduced me at, at one. And but she more and less, she's been on our state board, so she's kind of familiar with you know some of the process, and she's been around a long time. So it was really nice to at least, even if she didn't walk up there with me necessarily to the podium at all the states, she was kind of given letting me know how I was doing in between each room. So you go around to these ten rooms and you give your speech. You're trying to sell yourself, you know, and of course. And I didn't get a lot of backlash. Um, 
there were a few questions here and there that try to throw you off guard. I think I handled those pretty well. Even uh, my fellow carrier that went with me, she uh, was telling me, you know, you're doing great in there. She goes, you got, you're, you know, the same questions that come up in these different rooms, you're giving the same answers. You're right on point. You're not letting them sway you. You're not showing like you're stressed out. So from my understanding, I mean, I get it. I'm an RCA. I never thought I'd win anyways. That wasn't the whole point. In the end was getting my name out there. And in the end, I really did have a lot of positive feedback. I mean, I did have other people from other states that were coming up and telling me, you know, you know, keep going, but, you know, start back down and try to work up through the NSS a little bit, uh, your state board if possible, and just kind of work your way up, but they want to see more of me. So all in all, it actually was a very positive um, experience for me. And going up there, and yes, when I went and did my concession speech, I went up to that main podium in front of everybody, and I, I'm i not going to say I was completely 100% calm and at ease, but it was a breaking up like there. I said, a complete, it was a complete 180 from when I went up there Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> or excuse me, Wednesday. Yeah. And I, I'm just, I, I'm just, uh, from knowing you through the podcast, I just, I just think it's, I, I won't I won't speak badly of anybody um, who puts themselves out there in that in that arena. Um, there's a long quote from Teddy Roosevelt about about the man in the arena, and I and I suggest anybody who wants to criticize any any candidate for office uh, who goes through that process at convention, I suggest you read that before you start. Uh, 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 bashing these, oh, yeah. these folks because it's, it, it's it's one thing to you know it's you know you you don't know what it's like you can looking from the outside you know you don't know what 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 the man or or the person in the arena is going through they're the one who's who's facing the who's facing the the crowd and and has has working on the nerves and all of that so you know that i just i i, I just kudos to you Kristen for for making that for making that leap oh yeah i got mad respect for anybody that stands up even if we have different views and, and different opinions it's the whole point that somebody's standing up and it does it takes a lot and uh it really yeah it, i mean it takes a lot to be able to get up there especially if you're not used to being in front of a lot of people like that and it definitely that was one way to uh, put that behind me and get over that hump. Yeah. So, Bill, you were our other uh, the the other uh, host here who was a candidate for office. Uh, I think, uh, and you've and this is not the first time you've run for national office. No, sir. So, um, I I would dare say that your experience was probably a little bit different from Kristen's. Would you agree? <laughs> Yes, I, I did because a I, I think I'm a, a pretty decent speaker. Um, I project myself well. I look over the crowd. I, you know, I don't get nervous up there. I mean, you know, hell, they're just your fellow carriers and a bunch of retirees. So, you know, what's there to fear? You know, in my mind, um, I, I still don't like the good old boy political system with the backroom deals they do. But, you know. That's the era we live in, and that that's the union we live in. Um, 
I, 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 you know, I carried myself well in uh, nine of the rooms. The only problem <laughs> I had was was in sack, and uh, that one that one was a bit of a blind side. But uh, you know, th you know, thanks out to, for Adam. He kept me from going off the stage <laughs> after the guy who shouted "Go home!" <laughs> in the middle of this lady's questions, and and I didn't get to answer her question. She asked me why. You know, I, I hadn't notified the state, my state that I was running. Uh, and my answer would have been to her is that, you know, well, my state is as corrupt as the national board, folks. I said, you know, it, it's a good old boys system. If you're not in with them, you're not in. And uh, that's a shame because uh, all of them made deals not to carry their routes, uh, just like our national board has made deals not to carry their routes. So, uh, folks, you know, I, I just want to get my opinion out there. I want to get people aware of what's going on. And, you know, at least, you know, like this year, okay, we have three new national board members, two of which I think will actually do good, good job, very good job. One, I'm kind of hanging on the fence to see what happens with that one. So, and I won't give any gender uh, identities away, so you can't determine who I believe in and don't. Okay. But and I th and I think it's best to keep it generic on here, and yeah. um, and if you're and if you're following on the Facebook and if you're following on the Facebook chat, uh, shout out to Christine who just posted uh, the whole uh, the man in the arena quote, quote yeah. from from Teddy Roosevelt. So thank you for that. Yep. So. Um, I know, I know, in our caucus, uh, it, when you came to our caucus, uh, there was one particular person who got up and uh, who challenged you a bit in the in the mm -hmm. Heartland caucus. So, um, but you know, I, whether it's difference of opinion or or whatever, you know, uh, do you think for for Kristen and for for Bill, do you think that? Uh, we'll we'll see you up there on the on the stage again uh, in Grand Rapids next year. Kristen, um, that all depends. I know I've had several people from my state asking me to run for state board next year. Um, I'm waiting to see what I want to do yet. To exactly to see where I'm at. I know a lot of them would rather see uh, move up the ranks, as they say it. Um, it's possible. I'm not going to rule it out completely at this point. Okay. And I, and I get that, you know, although, and we, we've discussed that and we discussed it with one of the other candidates who, uh, when we were, uh, in our, in our discord chat while we were at, uh, at convention, they said, look, there's no, there's this, there is no requirement in the NRLCA constitution. Uh, mm -hmm. there is no, like executive ladder that you're supposed to climb up in order to run for office. This exactly. is a, a, that... a, this is a wholly created requirement from other people. All, all the, all the, um, excuse, excuse me, all the constitution calls for to be a candidate for office is that you're a member in good standing. So for, th for three years. years. Yeah. Yep. For three years. And you, so. you know, that did come up quite a bit in caucus was, you know, and and again, that I cited that. I said, you know, I, in our constitution, it just says that you have to be a member in good standing for three years to run for national office. It doesn't say you have to start as executive committeeman and move your way up the ranks. And you know, 
once they realized that I had read the Constitution and I'm quoting it, they send us set down and back off a little bit. Good. And and you know the you know, the the funny thing is about the people who say about moving up the ranks. Okay, folks, look at the National Board as it was constituted before this convention, and all those people moved up the ranks. And for the past twenty years, what have they done for you? Mm-hmm. Come come January, I'll bet you hundred dollars that this mini survey fails again. Because the post office will come back and say, look, we have too much data from Christmas. We can't, you know, access the surveys or this or that. They'll come up with another excuse. And seven years after the Rex program was supposed to be instituted, Ronnie will say, okay, I'll give you another three, four months. You know, and, and for Ronnie to run just to give Don Madsen an extra years of experience before he runs for president, Folks, that's unmitigated bullshit, because after 18 years on that national board, Don, you ought to be more than capable to step into that position. If I feel I'm capable of doing it with my life experience, guess what? You should be more than qualified, and you're not. Well, with um, with the results of the with the results of the national election, one of the one of the benefits anyway uh is that there are uh four uh four leave re- uh leave replacements who are going to become regular carriers um once uh once these retirements are final so at least that's one benefit of of the result of of uh that election You got. Uh, how do you figure that one? What's that? How do you figure that one? Well, uh, you had the three uh, the three people on the board who who retired, and then uh, and then you had one person who retired from the podium. So they will. I mean, they they're they're they have routes, don't they? Back in their home. No, not all of them. No. Oh, okay. Well, I stand corrected then. Because isn't Kathy uh, a ADR? Both yeah. Uh, well, she. Well, no, I'm talking about the people who retired. Who I'm talking about the people. I'm talking who retired. about Heather Knapp. Heather Knapp, Daling, and Conley. Heather Knapp. Who's Heather Knapp? David, David Heather, Heather, Heather Susan David Knapp, Knapp, David Knapp. Daly, <laughs> Dennis Conley. Yeah, Heather Knapp. I'm sitting there going, that's a new girl. <laughs> you had me going there. I thought there was okay. somebody there I didn't know. So, um, feel like, um, so in general, now that we've been through that, in general, um, what, uh, Josh, I'm going to throw it to you. That you were, you were. This was your first convention, if I'm not mistaken. It correct. It was. What kind of your general, general impression of, of how our union works at the at the at the national level, or at, at least at the convention level? Well, y'all poo pooed me when I said that 
my thought process is it's like the state level but on steroids and I'm sticking to that. It was yeah. a bit overwhelming. It was a lot longer hours on each of the days. The parting gift you get from the national convention versus the state convention is not as nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, what parting gift? <laughs> the Mexican beer. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I got the official um, test results this morning. Tell um. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In honor of our host who's not here, it's, it's time to take a sip of uh, yes, some screwball. Some screwball. Well, um, I don't have screwball here. I just have my my old standby, Mr. Jameson. So uh, this would be, as Bill said, it's a good time if you if you got if you got something in front of you, let's raise it up. Yeah, baby. Uh oh, if I can. Oh, baby. On over. Unfortunately, the emirate is still downstairs. And I'm quarantined to the spare room at least look, look, during the weekend. I don't ever want to go to a bar and order an amaretta and coke again. What a freak! Oh. oh my god, <laughs> I was embarrassed. <laughs> Come on, at least I was sticking with Crown and Coke, and thanks to Bill, he was making sure they were doubles. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, and then I hand the guy a fifty dollar bill. He goes, "You owe me ninety eight cents." I said, "For what?" <laughs> <laughs> he says, it, well, it's, "He was charging you for two drinks on the doubles." It it it, 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 it was fifty fifty dollars ninety eight cents. And I said, "If you're gonna rob me, at least show me the gun." <laughs> Damn, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I I will say I will say when I went down, um, uh, mon uh, was it Monday morning? It had to have been Monday morning. I went down to get a cup of coffee, and I thought, oh, I'll just grab a breakfast sandwich while I'm down here. And, you know, three bucks for three bucks for a cup of coffee. You know, it, that's not Starbucks bad. It's a little more than I normally would like to spend, but not completely outrageous. But when I went over uh, and tried to buy a breakfast sandwich, and it was twelve dollars, I said no. I have some stuff in my room I can eat instead. But, but the little store downstairs at the pool level was pretty decent price wise. Yeah, yeah, it was. But there was but, a, they had a like a hot sandwich or a hot food bar on the other side, away from the coffee pots where yep. there were. Uh, but yeah, I went in that line and they wanted twelve fifty for a little breakfast sandwich, and I'm like, no, I don't think so. Airport prices, Christine, right arm. That's yes, exactly right. You know, exactly and that's right. really my thing with conventions is do we really need them at the swanky, swanky, overpriced hotels? Well, here, here's my thought on that. If you're going to get if you're going to get 2000 people together in one location, uh, you need well, you need a facility, one that can handle 2000 people. But you but you need a facility that has the resources that can can do most of that stuff in house that you know that that particular hotel uh could do now granted i i will say i will say there there were some thing you know pricing on stuff and there were some other things i think uh, uh that some people that that i heard feedback from other people saying that kind of left a either a sour taste or uh 
um, left 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 some people wanting. But I thought overall it was a deep, decent facility. But it, it, the 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 bottom line is, if you're going to host an event like that, you have to have a, a venue that can that can handle that kind of group. Oh, I so. get that. No, I, I I definitely get that. You know, um, well, like I said this wasn't I, my first one, but at the same time, when when you're not allowed to bring, well, you saw the signs in the lobby, no yeah, outside yeah. in the lobby. Yeah. We couldn't bring in our own food for caucus. Um, if we did bring food in, we had to take it straight up to our room type thing. But um, you know, and I get that too point but darn some of these get really expensive yeah and and i just needed a bell cart to take um stuff down to bill's booth you know my shot glasses and stuff and be it cost me twenty dollars i had to pay the bell stand twenty dollars for them to bring a bell cart up to put my boxes of glasses on to take down to the uh to uh the room where our booth was set up i gotcha okay well i Mm -hmm. i get that i get that I'm gonna to try to. I'm gonna to try to fill in. I'm trying to fill in for Josh here. I see some some hey, folks hey, in Mike. chat. Yes, yes, sir. I would say, you know, if you'd done like me and brought your coffee pot, you would have saved three dollars a day on coffee. Well, assuming you only there, drank there, one cup. Well, there is that. <laughs> but I, but I drank a very large cup every morning. <laughs> so, um, but I was trying I to say I'm trying to. As often as I want. Well, there you go. Um, and if you really wanted to save money, you'd shack up with three women. <laughs> yeah, my wife kind of draws a line on on that. And if one of the women isn't her, so <laughs> you just said she looks like you. <laughs> no, my my wife is much better looking than I am. I I have to admit, <laughs> it's usually the case. Yeah. We call it. We call them our better halves for a reason. So, that tells me so. Well, yeah, <laughs> that too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's like I said. But one of the one of the one of the secrets of a successful marriage is knowing the right answer when it's presented to you. So, um, yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was I, trying I to. Really I was, my family when my wife left me. Yeah, I was going to say thanks, Bill. I was I was just going to answer back to Benjamin there that uh, yeah the the hotel convention center controls the pricing, and I was just going to kind of go through trying my best to fill in for uh, our normal host and saying uh, shouting out to to Tammy and Christine and uh, who else I'm missing one here Scott in the mm-hmm. in the chat. Thanks thanks for joining us tonight. Um, I I, hit, I did get a message somewhere from here that says that our normal host will be joining us shortly. Um, shortly is one of I think is one of those southern might might be one of those southern uh, uh, estimates of time. So uh, I don't know what shortly is. So Benjamin's coming in on Facebook saying question: yeah. How did it's the striking of all many mail counts? There was no striking of all many mail counts. They have postponed the ones that we've had supposed to have in 2022 as of right now. Yes. And forward to 2023. What was striked from the contract was the wording of any actual mail counts, the old mail count system that we used to have prior to Rex. Oh, there's a 
He's, he's out there skidding. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Uh, I was trying to. I was trying to read the. I, I don't have the big setup here. So, so, so for those of you who've been giving us the sliding uh, LLV likes out there, thanks so much. I think the last one was from Scott. So, uh, it's an FFV. It's not an LLV. Oh come on! I'm doing the best <laughs> I, I can uh, here. You, I was driving. Be right. You're going to be right. Okay. Okay. All right. Dri driving home. Was it Chillicothe, Ohio? I don't remember. Driving home in one of the little mountain towns down in that area. I, on Sunday, there was an FFV on the freeway. Oh, my God. I was like, no way. That's a great man. I'm telling you. I got a picture as I was passing him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you say travel to death at 45 miles an hour. Yeah, he was on I-64. Yeah, yeah. I will take. But I will take the highway, not an LLV. Uh, it was an FFV. I thought it was an LLV from a distance because I saw him get on the freeway. But then uh, when I got up closer, I'm like, oh nope, that's an FFV. Oh, you got that? Got that other side window and that squared off back end. So yeah, yeah. And who knows? I, maybe I had an LLV up to 45 miles an hour, and the side panel that's riveted there. Was pulling away from the body. Uh. <laughs> well, you know what? According to the guy, according to the guy there in the um, in the vendor hall, uh, that maybe by the end of well, maybe October of next year, we'll start seeing those those lovely next generation vehicles, next generation delivery vehicles, uh, hitting the streets. So now, now my question is. Are you going to see your back pay? Are you going to see the mini mail survey or the NGPVs first? Oh, yes. that is, should we take a pool? Yeah. Should, should we start a pool? We should start a pool. Start a pool. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to sell squares on this or are we just going to put it in a pot? <laughs> I think we'll, we'll we'll have to we'll have to flesh this out. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think we should. I think we should. Which which comes first? Um, uh, Hey, look! Somebody's tapping on the camera. Who who is that? Who is that scraggly-looking redhead who's tapping on the camera, trying to get in, trying to get into the podcast here? Oh, I was tapping on the thing to make the screen full screen so I could see what's going on. But hey, boys and girls, I hope y'all are doing well out there tonight. It's been a long day, not as long as yesterday. I got done at nine thirty yesterday. Shit hit the fan even worse. It been. Uh, these routes are fun out here and aggravating at the same damn time. Uh, but I, while I was trying to get myself situated in here, I've been listening to it a little bit. So I, I've been trying to keep up with where the conversation's at. So y'all go ahead. I'm, I'm I would just... say, Emily, if possible, I just put in the live chat a picture of me standing with my arm straight up next to the new vehicle. Keep in mind, I'm six one, so I have at least an eight-foot clearance with my arm straight up. Yeah, I saw I saw a guy who said he was six foot four get in the back of that and still had headroom in, in the back of the in the yeah. back of that thing. So, um, all right. I don't know. It's funny looking. Um, I was driving my route. I got to jump for now. Hopefully, I'll get a second wind and be able to pop back in in a while. Okay. All right. You go get some well, rest. Take care of yeah, yourself. Yeah, you know, you got to take care of yourself, man. Like I said, do what you can do tonight. And if that's all you can give, then that's all you can give. 
So take care, buddy. Yep. Uh, just in case, y'all don't get overwhelmed. If you do, step back, take a breath, step back in. Have Excellent. a good and stay safe. Yep. Stay Thanks, Josh. Yeah, that, that new NDDB is a, uh, what is it, nine foot? It's nine three, feet tall. Three inches. It's 111 inches tall. So nine feet, three inches, and uh, it's two inches higher than my overpass that I go under and come back to the office. So now I got to reroute if I get it. Yeah. Okay, was... newsflash, news newsflash. Bill May is no longer cutting his hair. I am starting my retirement ponytail. Really? Hold up, motherfucker. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> if you can't grow hair, then there's no ponytail coming. You ain't got to announce it because we know it ain't never happening. Like well, he's like got a little fuzzy back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can grow it out. Yeah. I mean, I, I might still get sunburn on top, but the sides will uh, pull back well. I mean, the wig stores sell all kinds of wigs. I'm sure you can find one that'll be appropriate. And you can actually buy probably a different link, so it looks like you're actually growing it out. Well, maybe I can get the same store Ronnie goes to. Probably. Probably. I mean, yeah. It stays on his head, so, I mean, it must work. Well, yeah, when it's been that dead that long, it kind of molds itself to your scalp. I'm just amazed with the ego he has. Anything stays on that man's body. Oh. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't like what the man stands for, but, you know, I worry about his health. He looked really bad at, at the convention. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my thing ain't about his health. My, my thing's about the way he interacted with the delegation at certain times and just the arrogance of the way of him being criticized. Um, also goes for Don Mastin, from what I've heard from quite a few people. Uh, some listeners have reached out to me about certain things and some things they didn't like and the way that they felt and stuff of that nature, whenever national leaders were trying to defend themselves, but instead just flat out saying, nah, like, uh, yeah, stupid shit. Uh, the report we got from Don Mastin literally saying in his, his uh, candidate speech, I mean, y'all heard y'all talk about it, but to a certain degree, I don't know if I'm getting the wording right, but these are not positions you just come up here and run for. He said something also about a takeover. And I'm just sitting here like, and y'all y'all clarified it, like three years. That's the only one. Everybody else is built up that there are these requirements in their heads. If somebody else can fit the bill, and damn sure in a time to when this union is burning to the damn ground and this craft is going. 5,000 union members left last year or within the past two years. I'm like, hey, but what I did last year, 2,000 carriers, regular carriers. From Dennis Connolly, in his speech, or was it in his caucus? I can't I wasn't remember. Present, obviously, I was doing, Bill and I were campaigning and doing our own caucus, so we didn't get yeah. to hear what the other ones I, were saying. Uh, it was either one of those two. Uh, it doesn't really matter. He said the number 2,000 regulars quit last year. 2,000. I'm trying if to remember can, where that came in, when that came well, into play. If we can't actually start raising red flags now and have legitimate things and not be Monday morning quarterbacking, and if you notice the title, boys and girls, I said welcome to our regular schedule, Tuesday evening quarterbacking, because uh, Ronnie Stutz got it wrong. We're not Monday, it's Tuesdays, okay? That's that's when we do the quarterbacking. We do it on Tuesdays. Um, 
if we can't actually have real conversations and open things about the situations we're dealing with and how people are failing to actually take responsibility and accountability and ownership of the problems and actually try to solve them. Ronnie Stutz ran on RCA retention. Well, let's see what happens. The man's yeah. not running next year. Okay. So when your RCA numbers are worse, even if he did run, would the delegates actually hold him accountable? And Bill and Kristen both well knew this when they were, I'm sorry, I'm on a tear. Um, Bill and Kristen knew this when they were running. Did they hope to win? Did they try to fight to win? Of course they fucking did. They got up there and put up everything that they stood for in front of the delegation. Okay. But the biggest thing that they accomplished is look at what came of them. They got their names out there a little bit more. More people know about the conversations. More people are opening their minds and just to the failures and the lack of responsibility and ownership and accountability of your national leaders. There's two new faces like Bill was talking about that we're looking forward to good things, the questionable one. Uh, yeah, I don't know just yet about the situations with those. Uh, but if you don't know, boys and girls, <clears throat> Ronnie Stutz remains your national president. Don Mastin is your vice president. <sighs> Shirley Baff, or no, no, no. Tommy Turner is your secretary treasurer. Shirley Baff is director of labor relations. No. Bridget no, Steward Operations. Steward Operations. Bridget Boziak is labor relations. Bridget Bridget Boziak is labor relations. My bad. I, I constantly get those two mixed up. Um, and then on the executive board, Jeanette Dwyer unfortunately held her spot. Um, it was sort of weird because when Dennis Connolly lost against Tommy Turner for secretary treasurer, you're like, uh, does North Carolina still have the favor it thinks it has? Because there is a big status quo machine in North Carolina. Big old one. Oh, he didn't just no. he, he didn't just lose to Tommy Turner. Tommy Turner kicked his ass. Blew yeah. him out. Yes, yeah, but, I have the numbers. Where did I put I do too. Head? I'm just trying to remember. More votes than Dennis Connolly. <laughs> um I, I have I have the election numbers. Um, Den Dennis Conley, Tommy Turner had nine hundred and sixty-seven votes. Yeah. Dennis Conley had one hundred and forty-nine. Bill May had one hundred and seventy-three. So yes, Bill did get more wow. votes than Dennis. And so let's see here. Then we got Patrick Pitts. He didn't actually retain his four-year seat. He lost it to John Adams out of West Virginia. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then Patrick Pitts won the next go around for the three year or the two year. No, no, Pat, no. John Adams won the four year post. Uh, Jeanette Dwyer won the three year post. Three year. And then Pitt's got Patrick, the two. Patrick Pitts won the two year post. Yes. And, and then, then Nikki Phillips finally is getting his voice on the board. He's been trying yeah. to run for steward operations for the past two years or 2019 and 2022, at least to my knowledge. He might have done it more, but that's just my recollection of it, of my involvement. Finally, he's going to get his voice up there. Yep. There, he I've is. heard positive things, and I've heard negative things out of Mr. Phillips. I, I'm curious to see what he does. I really okay. am. Let me bring you up the membership 10-year review that they handed out in 2022 we had a total of 107,877 members. In 2021, we had 113,333. So that's a net loss of 5,500 carriers. So 
I, now, I will say that not all of that is quitting. I mean, some of that is no. is, is just people flat out quitting. Some of it's got to be retirements. and Some of it's re forced retirement. It's literally early retirement. How many carriers have y'all ever have y'all seen that have posted on social media? I've got to quit. I've got to retire. <laughs> well, that, the, big, that has biggest, happened. the biggest change was in relief carriers. We dropped yeah. 3,000 there. Yeah. yeah, we're all mm. feeling that one. What, what does that tell you about your retention of RCAs? Yeah. Yeah. But I did get a nifty calendar from the NRLCA. <laughs> And there's also more depressing nonsense. And I understand my co-host, we kind of want to, you want to keep it in kind of broad terms experiences, but I can't help but talk about this nonsense and y'all can choose to respond to it or not. Okay. And I'm looking to find the sources to verify these for a fact. But when Delbert Hutchinson lost to Bridget Boziak for labor relations, he went to shake everybody's hand. Delbert did. He went to go shake David Heather the person who retired from labor relations. David Heather did not shake Delbert's hand. I don't care what your opinion of it is. Respect the process. Respect the situation. That's what I always got told. Yeah, I criticize them, but it said respect the position. I respect the pos their positions. I criticize their actions and their, their failures. There's a difference. But uh, David didn't respect the process. This is, I haven't confirmed it yet, but I'm pretty sure this is true. Pretty sure. He told the, he refused to shake Delbert's hand, and then he said, "The delegates have spoken. Get the fuck off the stage." Uh, okay, let's go to someone. Other good rumors that sound like they're pretty close to being true, and I'm hunting this one down as well. When I said I was going to bury people, boys and girls, I wasn't lying. The North Carolina state president is on semi-record of telling delegates that if they did not vote for the current leadership, they would not be a delegate again. Well, hell, if that's a uh, closed ballot, basically, uh, how would he know? How's, who he, to how's he have any control over that? Why make that threat? Right. There are so many. I literally have a good friend who should still be in the damn fight next year. It's not going to be. Not going to be. This individual is tired of it. And I don't blame him. But I posted something earlier. Let me go find that real quick. Where'd she go? I got to exit out of that. Doo -doo -doo. How the hell do you get out of this shit? I hate working off my damn tablet. This thing is a pain in the ass. The only thing I ever wanted out of this thing was to actually honestly report it and to ha have a layer of transparency and accountability to the situations that were happening. That's it. Everybody calls me divisive and all that other shit. Y'all don't understand what we're doing here. Well, what, yeah. Oh, quote I posted up earlier. The union is an organization you build with your coworkers, not a service you receive. I'd always been working for the perfect fucking definition of a union. I thought it was a collective of people working towards a common goal. And then I saw this and no, 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 this is mine. This is the definition of a union, an organization, organization you build with your coworkers, not a service you receive. I've said it twice. This is say it three times, but I'll spare you the third time. 
And if you want to understand why we were so hopeful, well, it's because all the conversation, all the noise that was being made before. If you want to understand why I don't really know where this union's going, where this craft is going, and I'm scared to death for the future of it right now, is because the the group that's supposed to be building it is not all there. And we talk about the status quo, and the status quo is alive and well. And I didn't think there were going to be remarkable changes, groundbreaking changes, but I thought there was going to be momentum. I think there's a little. I think there's a little to be hopeful for. But overall, when the status quo keeps putting the same people there and individuals like yourself on the local level do not take the time to be involved, this is what happens when the NRLCA, which is a collection of you rural carriers, that's what the union is, a collection of rural carriers. Nobody else argues on the behalf of rural carriers. This ain't the clerk craft to where the clerks and the janitors and all that work. All the other different crafts within the APWU, the maintenance workers. No, no. Th this NRLCA is solely rural cares. It's not Teamsters to where it could be somebody that was a pipe fitter or something else like that. Arguing for somebody else. No. You. The NRLCA is a collection of the carriers of the rural craft that choose to step up and represent it. Go ahead and call me anti-union now, please. Pretty place. Somebody. Well, I like Melanie. I like Melanie Barron saying the union is an organization to fill with co-workers, not a service you receive. I tried explaining to people that we are the craft and that the union <laughs> is, is not part of us because they're a whole separate entity from us. They, 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 and they, they defined that again this year. It, it is the co-workers. It's the craft. It's not the organization. And, you know, people just didn't get that. And I'm sitting there shaking my head going, that's why you don't understand how a union works. I understand, boys and girls, I am, when I think about this national convention, I am furious. I'm furious with damn good reason. I'm going to respect the wishes of my co-host right now to a certain degree. But that little part I had to get off my chest. Well, you know, I want, I want everybody to consider this, okay? You've watched Don Madsen over the last five, six years. And he's being groomed to be the next president. Who the hell here wants Don Madsen to represent you at a bargaining table? Uh, what was it, six hundred, seven hundred people? Well, I, I, you know, if I was a post I, office, I'd be, I'd be licking my chops right now. Like boys and girls, elections have consequences. Don't all the Democrats and Republicans love to say that when it sways their way? Or against them, right? Elections have consequences. And the consequence now is you have two shitty-ass leaders leading your organization. Still, Ronnie Stutz and Don Mastin. Like Bill said earlier, when Brex gets delayed again in January, who are you going to blame? You put two people up there that have continually delayed it over the past six months and not held the Postal Service accountable. They filed MOUs and stuff like that. Or not MOUs, they file grievances and stuff like that, but they're not holding the Postal Service accountable. And they did, they, they finally filed a, a step four grievance on this latest delay or whatever the hell they filed it on. I can't even remember now. I'm so, my hair's on fire. Yeah, seven years after the fact. It's like, can anybody please have an honest conversation of why it takes 12 years, not 12 years, 10 years 
for a, a new evaluation to, system to be implemented? Like, I really want to go back to 2015 and start digging through this shit like crazy because it doesn't feel like we should even be arguing over this right now. We should already have been, y'all have should already have been in Rex for at least three years to where we figured out whether or not the system was viable or not. I mean, but now yeah. you're going to go into another Christmas season and election underneath your current evaluations, and they ripped the old mail count standards out, so you can't even get that. But hey, Ronnie Studd says he's going to try to get some kind of uh, semi thing, but the post office ain't going to agree to another count. You have already taken it out willingly. You go to an arbitrator, yeah, the arbitrator's going to throw it right back in your face. You did that. You signed that away, of that right of the rule carrier away because you thought Rex was coming and you hadn't even put the groundwork and laid the bricks. Man, Mo, I'm sorry. Well, just think about it. If Rex was to be implemented in 2015 and wasn't, okay, and it wasn't, you still had four years before COVID became a, 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 an item to say, all right, let's get it done. Four years. And you did jack shit. Like, why is it so hard to, to, to say that out loud for the status quo people? Why, why is it so hard just to say the honest truth? Why do we look like bad people? Because I don't want to sit here and be criticizing your national leaders. I wish I had something good to say. I wish I could look towards the rural craft future in positive notes, but I'm not recommending nobody go be a part of the post office. I'm not doing it, especially a rural carrier, maybe CCA. Seems to be a better life for them over there to a certain degree. When you look at it, it's like, would you recommend your family do this willingly? with the situation you know a new RCA is going to come into. Why would you, somebody you love, why would you put them through that hell? If they're going to go into an office to where it's severely short-staffed, then they're going to become the only one or two RCAs and get their ass kicked and more likely have abusive management. No, I care about, I love my pe people close to me. I ain't recommend them go through hell just for 1906 an hour, 1956 an hour, whichever one, if it finally went into effect. It's like, I'm not recommending, and any level-headed person wouldn't do it either. Uh, I really just should have stayed off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, let, let me tell you, it, it, it was not a learning experience for me. I, I knew what I was doing for. Um, I was just hoping to get the people riled up enough to, you know, to stand up for themselves, but... Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I had that gentleman at sex. He brought up in front of the lady, say, "Go home," uh, I, and I tell you, it, it took all I had not to go down there and whoop the man, you know. But uh, I had a good bodyguard behind me and kept me from doing that. So uh, you know, I just answered back as best I could. It's like, well, you know, you're so juvenile. What are you, 15 years old? You know, photobombing somebody. But uh, it, it it was. Uh, that was the only only really contentious room that I had. Well, it's good to see all Same. these guys kicking around in here. We just hit 40. I don't ever really look at numbers and give them much credit, but the fact that we got 40 people staying in here after all that rants I just did, I appreciate y'all taking the time to be a part of this conversation and listening. Lord have mercy. Um, 
damn, y'all must have shook up some waves. Y'all were heading out those cars, and they're like, what's going on over there? I need to go check that out. I know. Well, I, I was a little surprised. I, I thought, you know, between myself and Chris, that we generated a, a lot more positive feedback, but that didn't get translated into votes. Um, like Mike said, I, I was so-so in, in the Kansas room, right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. And, you know, so if I was so-so, say, say you could split the room at 50-50, I mean, you know, hell, there, there was almost, uh, what, 60 votes in there? Uh, well, let me see. I, I, oh, did I? I think I deleted it. Uh, I did. Like, well, um, let's see. We had Kansas. We had Iowa. So that's that's thirty-seven. And who else was in our? Who else was in our? Iowa, Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri. So uh, Missouri, 34. So that's 70. Yeah. And so you had, you had about 80, 84, I think, from, mm -hmm. the, from the book. So, I mean, half would be 42, you know. Bill, I think the best compliment I heard about your uh, your run, I guess you could say, I was trying to figure out a personality word, but I couldn't figure out one that much. Oh, uh, was that when you got up to speak one time, or I think when you were giving your speech, somebody said some of the nature, oh, it's the angry man again. Yeah. And then afterwards, oh, he's not angry no more. <laughs> oh, shit. The angry man's not angry. He got calm. We should be scared. <laughs> but wait till the well, angry man gets quiet. Then you can be scared. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, but really, I mean, you know, between the RCA retention, the, the, you know, the RCAs who don't have a STEP program in there, I mean, somebody, you know, hired five years ago is making the same as somebody who just started 30, you know, 90 days ago. Um, yeah. Bill, how about I, who was hired nearly eight years ago, that makes the same as the new person walking in the door tomorrow? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And yeah, I'm also the one training them. How, how ridiculous is that? I mean, really? I I did have a, a run in with the one woman. I met her outside, and we were. I was talking about getting more pay for step one and the RCAs, and that the uh, the step one uh, step no, step two and the step one people could you know you know basically bypass a raise for a year, and she had a shit fit. And I said, well, look, I said this is a topic of discussion. I'm just trying to find a way to get these people more money so that we can retain RCAs and you can have your damn drop day off. She goes, I don't want to drop that. I want my high three. I want my money. You know, and it's 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 that line of thinking that it's all for yourself and not for the union. It's not for the membership. It's only bettering you. And that's not how a union works. A union is not the whole. The union is each individual, and each individual, as weak as they are, weakens the whole. And people go, huh? What? If you don't protect the weakest member of your flock, then guess what? You're yeah. shit. You're your shit. flock's going to dwindle in a hurry from being picked the fuck off. The wolves are going to come for them. Well, as we like to say in Philadelphia, your flock is fucked. Mm-hmm. And that's the long and short of that one.
And I mean, yeah, there's, really, plenty, there's plenty of people yeah. out there love love to stand up, but they don't have the, the you know um, public speaking skills. They don't have the backbone. You know, they're fearful for retaliation. Boy, I'd love retaliation because once you go down that path, I'm all over your ass like you know, stink on a fly says. You know, I mean, I just I love that. I, you know, the EEOs start flying out. The NR, and the National Labor Relations Board starts flying. You know, everything starts coming out. And then people go like, damn, they got Bill pissed off. Yeah, you start threatening people. I'm on board with that. Because I'm going to run your ass over. I know I've been awfully negative, boys and girls, at this very beginning. But when I wind down the show, I'm saving a thought and an, and an explanation in a situation we all at the end that's got the positive tone that you'll be looking for, but I ain't got it for you right now. <laughs> Kristen, were you trying to say something? Christopher Cabrera was saying about her not carrying, uh, Bridget not carrying about since 2002. That doesn't matter. Well, what does matter? You know? What does matter? If that doesn't matter, if you haven't been out there on the front lines, don't tell me how the hell this union's running with the, with the full interest of the carriers at heart. Like, I'll share a story we all have shared on my personal Facebook page, and it's kind of a similar note of this. <clears throat> it's like, the other day, I had to shit hit the fan. I had to carry my own route. My route was fucking long. I got it finally done. We had two routes down because two drivers had an emergency situation they had to go take care of. So we had somebody out there trying to take care of that while doing another route. I had to go pull off that person. I finished my route at 4 o'clock, took off 20 to 30 stops in country, which is 10, min 10 minutes between stops, so 20 stops takes two hours. Okay. 5.30-ish, maybe halfway done. I pull up in this house. There's a guy out mowing the lawn. I go back to go get the package. Come back. There's a guy in his US or UPS uniform just standing there. And the only question this man wanted to ask me was, hey, you need something to drink? You want a Coke? Make sure I'll take Coke. I'm going to walk over there to his refrigerator. Uh, I'm sitting there talking about my day and why I'm doing what I'm doing. We're sitting there back and forth. Just kind of, he's UPS, I'm FedEx, but we still have the same damn experiences. We still understand the struggle, All right? He's, he hands me the two water bottles and the, the Pepsi. He says, hold on one moment. Runs in his house, comes out with these three beef sticks. So here you go. He's like, take it easy out there, pedal to the metal. I'm like, yes, sir, I'm getting this shit done. Uh, on those gravel roads out here, in, 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 or out there, there was Newton... Robinson I was out in and I took a lot from that experience one just the kindness of somebody who understands the struggle but then in what it means for somebody to acknowledge the struggle when they have been through the struggle mm -hmm. and down that You're, road yep when they've walked your shoes not not 25 years ago not 30 years ago whatever the damn number might be the status quo mentality of the delegates is like, well, it don't matter. And for everybody out here that is busting their ass and getting it handed to them, it does matter. And it's one of the 
reasons why I can say if you want your voice to be heard, then you got to go put it in there. Boys and girls, we didn't get the results that we thought we could have had out of this national convention. But I've always tried to remind you that change was not going to be something that happened overnight. The gains that were made will be felt later on. They're already feeling it to a certain degree. I've already had people reach out. I've already had, respectfully, I don't want to keep it quiet. They told me I didn't have to quiet, but I'm going to keep it quiet. The gains are being felt. Your national board knows it. They know their time's limited. My original thing when I started the podcast in 2019 was five to 10 years. We're three years in. I think by 10 years, something this, this union can dramatically be something that actually represents each and every one of you. Oh, shit, I got a positive thought. I didn't know I had this in me. Um, <laughs> but this union can be something that represents each and every one of you and the work you do each and every day adequately and fairly. I believe it's possible. As someone who just told you all that negative shit just a minute ago, I believe it's possible. But it all comes from y'all. Each and every one of you decide to step up and fight for yourselves and this craft as a whole. I'll drink to that. Yes. I can't drink, fuckers. Here, here. <laughs> I have one more for parking you. lot again. Thank you. I, I, got my, I got my ginger ale, so I can't, I'm not drinking tonight either. I got my Bill and I, Well, Bill and I will drink for you. Cheers, yep. Bill. Mazel uh, tov. Oh, that's some good shit. Yeah, I had to leave the rest of that bottle of screwball I bought um, uh, down and down with my brother because I couldn't <laughs> take it on the plane with me. I will say, though, I did have several people come up to Bill and I's table when we were there saying that uh, they enjoyed listening to the podcast. I had yep, many. Yeah. yeah, we did have. Uh, Oh, we had a couple more, more than a couple few, you know, come out the outside. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They they were uh, they're they're active uh, listeners, and it's like okay, we're getting people's attention. Yep. Yeah, and and that's that's it, getting the word out there. I mean, as Bill knows, and Mike, who sat through my caucus, and anybody else who heard me, I am about education and communication, and you know, I may not have the same views as those that sit on our board. I may not have, you know, may have difference of opinion, but I still re respect everybody to a point. Yes. We're turning into the Hasburns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's, putting uh -huh. yourself out there is definitely not an easy thing to do for everybody. You know, some of us are easier with it than others. And for me, it was a huge leap out of my comfort zone. And, uh, but the positive feedback that I have gotten since I did that has been, it's very appreciated. Let me put it that way. I, I, I do appreciate it. And it does reaffirm that I do have a future of moving up within the union as time goes on. Like I said, like in my, in my concession speech, you know, it's, I have a long, a career ahead of me and, you know, I'm not done. Well, Halsey puts in there about me doing better at the caucuses, but 
the delegates are either employed by national or not going to bite the hand that feeds them or retire, mostly brain dead. But, you know, the fact that they're, you know, either employed by the national or not going to bite the hand that feeds them, that that's the problem. Because I said in one caucus, you have a responsibility outside of yourselves to represent the people that sent you here. And I says, and, and that's that's bigger than what your own agenda is. I, I guess that just a, doesn't resonate with people that they do have a responsibility outside of what they think they sh they should be doing. And it's like, folks, I mean, you know, you're not you're not there to, to kind of you know feed your own ego or force your your agenda on people. This is about representing the people who aren't there and don't have a voice because you're supposed to be their voice. And when you go there and you vote that way. Guess what? You just snuffed out, you know, seven, eight thousand voices that were depending on you. And all without a great disturbance in the force. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, 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 it's sad. Like I said, it's sad to think that, you know, next year, Don Madsen's going to be the board choice for president? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, let, let me put it in simple terms. I picked up a slug off my sidewalk the other day, has more spine than him. Look, for all y'all that are the status quo, that listen into the podcast just for whatever reason, I do appreciate you listening, but I'd more appreciate you come on here and talk to me. I, I want to have a conversation with you about your perspective of seeing the national board as a stepping stone. I want to, I want to know that perspective from somebody that actually believes in it. Cause I don't, I don't believe so because the reason why it's not a stepping stone or why it shouldn't be a stepping stone is because leadership gets corrupted and somebody should be able to step in from the ground level to correct it. And in my opinion, it's corrupted. I just didn't understand that after all the stress and hell all the carriers have been through, that a certain amount of them would get up there and still put the same ones back up there. Yeah, but look at all the people that stepped up this year, you know? I know. Like, there's great things, like all the new timers, the first timers, right? Yes. Oh, yep, over 200 first timers. Yep. And we did have a lot of people that put themselves up there as uh, – is nominees running for uh, one office or another. I mean, yeah, I have, like I said, I have mad respect for all of them. Yeah. And it, it, it's not an easy and per personal experience. It's not an easy thing to do. And boys and girls, like, I can tell you the happiest, one of the happiest moments that I heard from the National Convention was the fact C Money was there. Yeah. And yeah. posted yeah, it on was. the forum so I, I can talk about it out loud. It wasn't a private conversation. And boys and girls, if, if I don't know if we actually, me and C Money didn't agree. I think, I, yeah, whenever me and C Money disconnected from one another, I did talk about it. We didn't agree. He wanted to be the invisible person helping people. That was his perspective. And I became too agitated and aggravated by that perspective to a certain degree. I shouldn't have, but I did. But to hear that he actually stepped up, Somebody who wasn't going to, but now he is. I don't talk to him much anymore. I, talk, I, I sent him a text message to talk to him real quick up at the National Convention. 
got a few thoughts from him, but then I let him be because I know me and him ain't ain't that close no more, right? Best ways of putting it. And it's just like motivating those people. At least you didn't try to punch him out in the islands. I I heard islands. What are you talking about? I said at least you didn't punch him out in the islands. Yeah. I didn't punch that other one. Should have. Oh. <laughs> I should have. I should have knocked that. Yeah. Oh. But it's just when you hear things like that, and like there was quite a few first timers, but still a room full of people. The average age is probably 48, 52. And there's nothing against people of older age. It's not. Thank you. It's a. Thank you. <laughs> it is not about that. It is about if you want a more honest, if you want a more honest conversation, it has a bit. It has to be a better representation of the craft that's there that wants to be there. I don't care their opinions; they could all be status quo if they're younger. I'd be like, oh, we're moving in the right direction somewhere. People that are actually doing the job, the twenty-year-olds, the thirty-year-olds—they're getting involved. Like when I went yes, as a delegate we- for Tennessee at twenty-nine years old. I was probably one of the youngest, if not the youngest, at that national convention. We did have one person step on run for executive committee who's only 31 years old. Yeah. I, I, you know, I give him mad props. I'm, you know, I'm 44, so I was still one of the younger ones. And like I said, it, it's definitely, it's not an easy thing to do to get you put yourself out there. But I, the experience for me was not as negative as I thought I was going to get, I, I got a lot more positive feedback than I thought I was going to get. So for that, it, it it's a good thing. And it, like I said, it uh, solidifies my, me for wanting to uh, move up further as I can. Jennifer and Ben, we look forward to seeing you in Grand Rapids next year. Yes. Yeah, we're all staying over at Kristen's place. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm about four hours from Grand Rapids, so uh, but uh, we'll all work something out. Sounds like a plan to me. All right. Time we got eight twenty on the clock. Um. I'm looking at my delegate sheet for, for Pennsylvania, okay? Just just out of curiosity, since you're mentioning all the old parts, okay? One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Hey, Bill, let me. I already did the count for for my state. We get we had sixteen delegates. Seven of them are retirees. <laughs> and. Of the other retirees right now, and the other and of the other nine, I know two are going to retire in the next year. Yeah, it's just amazing how many people, how many retirees get there to get go there, and and what are you voting for? What are you voting against? What 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 is your position in regards to electing these people? I I I I fail to see you know what their agenda is in regards to reelecting the same people in there. I, I wish somebody would explain that to me. I know it. I know at least in my state, it, a lot of it is just name recognition, and you know, people people who are out there. I mean, I was a little disappointed when I, um, in my state, um, 
that uh, I didn't get. Uh, I got the. We had twenty one dele- or twenty one candidates to be delegate, and I finished twentieth. And I was a little disappointed with that at first, but then I said, well, took a step back and said, you know, how I've only really been um, active at the state level for a year. So to get to get as many votes as so I and um, my state president and our secretary treasurer came up to me and said the same thing that to, to, to get that many votes and to have that many people um, vote for you your first time out, it was, was, you know, was, was pretty good. So, you know, whether, whether or not I'm going next year as, as just a board member or as an actual voting delegate, you know, that's yet to be seen, but I'll be going next year as well. well let's see what's, what's new on the, on the uh, national website. Okay, boys and girls, we got some news reports here. Thank you, Ben, for po- uh, Benjamin, for pointing that out. So here's the first one. Step four, grievance on the rural route evaluation compensation system. On May 31st, 2022, the NRLCA filed a step four grievance regarding the Postal Service action to begin data collection and implementation of the rural route evaluation or evaluated compensation system on May 21st, 2022. Please click here. Okay, click on that. Uh, where you want to open it up at? I really don't give a shit. Here, I've got there. the additional information that was posted about it up right now. It looks like it was done in May 31st of 2018. It was submitted to the USPS and the NRLCA by Dr. Lewis Martin Vega, chairperson, dean of the College of Engineering, North Carolina State University. What are and we talking about? The additional information that they posted with the step four grievance about Rex. Yeah, but why is it mentioned in 2018? Because that's, that's their additional documentation. You know, I I can't control what their additional documentation is, but that's what okay, it is. Well, okay. Um, it's 20 pages long, so I'm not going to. The MOU is four pages long. Yeah, final determination rule Rex evaluate compensation system. I think it's okay, just so clarifying what was supposed to be done um, per the engineers and what hasn't been done that led up to that uh, step four being filed. Okay. So I'm about to go through some things on this. The letter includes a list of 47 areas of concerns which the union believes must be resolved before implementation of Rex can move forward. Okay, 47 areas of concern. I don't see those on here. Um, Hopefully, maybe they're in the additional documentation. I'll read that in just a moment. Therefore, the NRLCA's remedies request include, I'm not reading the whole thing, I'm reading kind of the important parts, boys and girls. Y'all go find this on the NRLCA website just like I did. But not limited to indefinite postponement of both the collection of Rex activity scan data and the calculation calculation of rural route evaluations under RECS until a date that is mutually agreed upon by both parties. Number two, the Postal Service shall, shall clarify the satisfaction of the union, any remaining issues listed in the Stutz letter of April 15th, 2022. I'm glad to go pull. Hopefully they got that over there for me to read as well. Number three, the Postal Service shall provide to the union a, a plan for including Rex activity scans in the Rural Training Academy curriculum, 
be a complete description of the final business logic of Rex, which would allow the union to validate the accuracy and compliance with the panel's final determination. That right there is like, if you're trying to prosecute national leaders on their failure, that statement right there, they're asking for this in 2022. They're asking for a complete description of the final business logic in 2022 when it was supposed to already be moving forward. They were going to move forward in 2020. They didn't have the, the final business logic in 2020. Do I need any more reason to show you why your leaders are not going to step up to the plate for this? They're just asking for this. Bill, is that you? Who the hell's meowing? Hey, pussycat. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's just like you, like any other business, it wouldn't have taken 12 years. The people that were working on a system would have been fired after what, four or five? If that, if they made it that far. But because it's union versus the post office, we just be like, well, okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Since 2015, Carrie's been getting their ass handed to them by parcels. Oh, they're not, some of them haven't been counted since 2015. Oh, okay. So you, oh, so when we filed this COVID uh, package grievance, we only argued for the ones that went over their evaluation. Hold up, how do the real carriers get paid again? An evaluation system. What does that mean? Well, it means all their work is compiled in these two two uh, week mail counts typically, and that's their evaluation. So, does their actual time matter in a in a mail count? Only in certain aspects, not the entire thing. When they're actually delivering their mail, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. But in this step four grievance for the COVID parcels, COVID Christmas, your union did not fight for the volume factor. They just fought if you went over your evaluation, discounting all the hardworking individuals that bust their ass every day so that they can go take care of the other responsibilities in their life. Anybody want to have that conversation out there on the status quo? Ronnie Studs, would you like to explain why you can't fight for every carrier national, nationwide? Well, y'all think y'all gonna lose even though you never tried. And Kate never could do a damn thing. Ooh. Hey, it pulled up. Now, now, I really want to piss you off some more, Josh. Well, just keep showing me leadership and comp competence, but we got about probably 15 minutes and we're going to wrap it up for the night. Sure. Read, read, the, read the next letter on what's new. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how do you piss Josh off? Give him union uh, documentation. He'll read the shit and get pissed off at it. Oh, oh my god. I, I just sat there. I'm reading through it, okay? And and the funny the funny part is, okay, that they, they want a, a immediate cease and desist of working regulars on uh, other routes and Sundays. Now, there are regulars out there that will work, but in the letter that he wants, John, Ronnie Stutz wants. He wants to issue a letter under the signature of a postal official on the Postal Service's executive leadership team. All post offices, rural routes, and, and district and area offices informing managers they must not work regular role letter carriers on other routes or Sundays, even on a volunteer basis. So now, Ronnie, I have to file a step four against you because you're affecting my wages. 
Holy shit. You you heard it right. Oh, no, I, I, I kind of zoned out. I'm sorry. I zoned out on you. I found the they, they put the 47 reasons in here. They actually did that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That is okay. I can give props when props are due. At least they're clarifying every issue. I can give kudos to that. That's a good move. I appreciate seeing that. Like the very first one, all rural carriers must be fully trained on the proper use of the new Rex activity scan slash entries. Every office must certify to USPS headquarters that rural carriers have been trained. These are issues that the NRLCA needs clarification on. That sounded like a, a mandate. That didn't really sound like an issue for clarification. <laughs> All field managers must be instructed on the proper use. Like these don't sound like issues for clarifications. These sound like demands. All field managers must be instructed on the proper use of the Rex activity scans and, in, and instructed not to interpret the use of these scans themselves. It goes through intermediate offices, dismount distance, lock pouch, credit for mail, transportation, regulars delivering multiple zip codes with the intermediate office. If no casing is going on, the fifth one, CVS and other business pickup location credits. At CVS and other business pickup locations credit these as a carrier pickup, question mark. Uh, yeah, they're, they're a carrier pickup. Uh, should they, well, at least they should be. Well... Uh, and going into that because um when i was doing the cvs pickups as a as a as an rca they wouldn't necessarily have you know the the pre-printed um the the computer generated pickup request it's right. it's mm -hmm. it's a standing it's a standing thing that you know hey after four o'clock you need to go around to these three cvs's and see if they have anything for pickup and like because you only they, get a carrier pickup if you actually get the paper in the morning, right? Yes. Otherwise, you have to do it as uh, just as a prepaid acceptance. Um, it's got clarification from the panel on WSS clarification. I wonder if like so the engineers have seen that the final report. I wonder if the national board has actually seen the final report of the REC study. Or if they were just given what they gave in 2018 to just the time standards. Well, according, I, I think they've engaged the engineer that the that the that the board hired. There was we hired one, the post office hired one. There was a neutral one, and they've, I believe, they said they've reengaged with the engineer with the engineer that that our side hired. If you will, they. Mm -hmm. like, I was just saying, like, why? Why are you asking for that? Like, shouldn't that already be there? Clarification about walking sequence or sort sequence. What clarification from the panel? Why are you asking for clarification from the panel? W, like and then it goes into detail a wss only b other bundled mail mailings including the in a minute survey as random to see how the carriers are going to be instructed to recognize and enter a wss letter or flat now what is a if for the for the idiots out here 
They don't understand this shit. What is a WSS letter or flap? Or what are we even talking about? Walking sequence. That would be your addressed uh, box holder. So So an addressed box holder. You consider walk sequence, which is a city term, and it means that everybody's getting one and it's addressed. It's not a a, 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 a formal um, box holder. I got you. Okay, well, that makes more sense. And I, I don't know if I've ever used that. Where I've seen it in the rec stuff, I've never, honestly, you know. So, how are they going to be able to recognize it? Well, from what y'all say, the only thing that ever happens is if it gets one for every house, right? Right. Where, like, in every door, direct mailer or unaddressed box folder goes under the... Um, Box holder uh, capture. And when they were doing this engineer study thing, second trips were a thing, right? Carriers were going out to deliver packages. So why, here it says, number seven, second trips, A, how to handle return to unit scan when sent back out. B, allow a second end of service time. Now, if you're any engineer worth their salt and you understand a situation like this to where carriers are sent back out, why would you not include an entry that says second trip start? Second, when they first started, the second trips were not as prevalent as they are today. Second trips at the time of the started was basically sent back out um, for the rarity that you couldn't fit everything in the vehicle, but it was for those missorted or expresses that may have came in or something of that nature. Between whereas, the period of 28 Whereas today, a lot of the second trips are based on just pure volume alone. 2015 to 2018 is the influx of Amazon. Mm-hmm. I remember being a carrier from 2015 to 2018. I remember the volumes we carry. I remember the routes I, were, I was on. Second trips were a thing, and the engineers were still doing their study up until that point. They were still working the study. So if that is something that changed and the engineers did not take account to the change, sort of like the metrics and all the, the NGDVs, how's that going to affect it? Are we still going to base it off an LLV? Hey, or do the standards ever change? Well, if you listen to Ronnie Studs, whenever he was asked the question, is Rex going to be a disaster? And he's like, we're not going to let it become a disaster. Y'all can go watch it on YouTube. We're not going to let it become a disaster. And he also goes into detail. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. And I don't know how honest this claim is because it it doesn't make any sense because the final engineer's report was supposed to be the final say. That's why the arbitrator, a neutral party, decided it. But Ronnie Studd said it sack in 2020. We can negotiate any of these standards. So the question is to me is like, well, what's the point of the damn standards then? If you can just negotiate an engineer's report away no matter if it was good or bad for the craft, what was the point of the study? Doesn't seem like there's one to me. I'm going to stop reading these things because I'm going to get even madder at the stupidity that they don't have these answers already. There's 47 reasons why Ronnie Stutz should not be president is right there. And now people I love have got to fucking suffer because of their lack of leadership.
on that second letter where I was telling you about, you know, now they don't even want the regular carriers volunteering and you're, you're affecting their wages. The, the funnier one is item seven is pay each regular rural carriers required to work on other routes or, or to work on Sundays an amount of 250% of the carrier's straight time wages, which makes me laugh because I just settled a grievance for three times. <laughs> That's why it would have been great to have you up there actually t like talking to people about things like that. Uh, and, and even funnier than that is I still have the pending $500 per carrier violation on the first incident. Incident. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if we had a, a president, a director of labor relations and steward operations that sent a solid message down to the national steward system from the top all the way to the bottom? If we get in this situation, here's how we're going to address it. If they continue to abuse it, here's what we're going to do. Monetary penalties. Yep. Every time they mess up, we're going to charge them for it. Why do you think that they, the management on the – the management hates the hell out of the APWU and the NLAC. Why did they fear them? When in most offices they don't fear the union steward for the NRLCA more times than not, if there even is one. Because more times than not, there's an APWU steward there, or there's one close by. Same with the city carriers. And more times than not, when it comes to them repeatedly violating something, they throw money on top of it and they get their carriers paid for management's failures. Did they do any work? Nope. But management fucked up. And to hold management accountable, the only way they're going to fill it is by the pocketbook. That's it. Yeah, and that's, that's the only way local management gets pulled on the carpet, too. Nope. If you want to start changing things, start costing them money. You know, it, it, it's funny. In over uh, almost three years of being a local steward, I've never filed a grievance and settled for language. Never. <laughs> there's always a little bit added on. You know, there, there's always money added on. You got the sprinkles, and you're like, dump that bitch on top of that. Hold it, hold it. Where, where's my wet nuts and my cherry, too? <laughs> Don't forget that whipped cream. Do, do you want a banana split? Do we need to put a banana in there for you? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. You know where he's gonna go with that. Hey. Some hot fudge sauce. Uh, well, does anybody got anything else they want to talk about real quick before we wind down for the night? No, I, 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 I'm very proud of Kristen. She did a great job for, for minimal experience. I, you know, it was funny because I was so concerned about her having everything set up that I forgot half the stuff I was supposed to do. Um, <laughs> really. <laughs> I mean, he did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he pulled it off with grace and, and, and style and composure that, you know, does not speak of her lack of, you know, experience in that field. And she, she did a great job and she'll, she'll be a great addition in the future. Thank you, Bill. I right, send the $20 to 301 Beachwood Road. <laughs> <laughs> Every positive comment, $20 more, please. Oh. Uh... But on that note, boys and girls, I got a long day tomorrow, more than likely. So and let a co-host get out of here. Good episode coming back here. Mike, thank you again for hosting for the first 30, 40 minutes of this. No problem. Uh, but on that note, Mike, you got any thoughts for our listeners before we run away for the night? 
Well, I just um, I was talking to a member of our delegation as we were leaving uh, the after the fight after the convention broke up, and I said I just I, I would just compare it's just compare our union to a very large dysfunctional family. There we are. We are all family. Yeah, but in yeah, the we, end, we're still we're we're still we're still family, and. Yeah, we, we may we may have disagreement what was that yeah um uh, i'm not gonna go there but you know we you know we need to look out for each other regardless of, of of what side of you know whether we support whether you're in total support of of our current board uh whether you're not in total support if you're somewhere in the middle you know we we need to we need to still look out for each other we still need to um um, be there for each other. So, but it was an interesting experience. Like I said, I, I will be there next year again in some capacity. Uh, hope, hopefully I'll be a voting delegate next year, but I will be there. Oh, good to hear. Hopefully that does come true. And uh, more people from Kansas get to know your name a little bit better and you do get that delegate vote for you. Uh, Kristen, last thoughts on the night before we run away. Um, Wow. Um, I think I covered everything. But again, you know, like I said, this was it, it was a very good experience for me. Um, I wasn't sure what, if I was feeding myself to the wolves and going to get totally ripped apart or what. But in the end, um, I basically I, the whole point was, you know, people need to stand up and it doesn't matter what your designation code is. You can stand up and you can um, have a voice to be out there and be heard and see how that goes but yeah don't be afraid to stand up even if it means becoming the local steward in your office or running for your state board or making that leap like i did and running for national board i mean there is avenues to go out there to have a voice and to be heard amen bill last thoughts on the night but well, you know the, the the convention went as expected. Uh, the the voting went as expected along the lines. Um, I I was thrilled as hell to see so many people step up. It, it what whether they were qualified or not or in the system or not. You know the thing of it is, is that you know people are starting to realize that there's uh, dissatisfaction in the, in the national board, and it has to be changed. And and that's with all these new people stepping up. We have three new board members, uh, two of them I'm positive about. The other one will have to prove themselves. And folks, let me tell you, um, if you don't step up, nothing will ever change. So, um, you know, like I would have to say about somebody that I won't mention his name on the national board, you have to grow a backbone, okay? You have to have some balls. You better step up because don't expect somebody else to do it for you. That'll never happen. Uh, there's, there's not always a Bill May in the crowd. Unfortunately, and, uh, not. And and you know, I can I can bragfully say that I have more hair than Mike. Uh, uh, I find that hard to believe. I thought we were about equal there, buddy. Uh, nah, you had a bit more shine than I had. Cousin. Hey, y'all kept hey, y'all's pants on, right? Y'all didn't compare be, the total hair. Right? That's hey now. <laughs> 
that that that's that's that I broke out the buffer. I broke out the buffer in the turtle wax before I before I went downstairs. So but you ain't lying, man. Every time I, I looked over, his head was gleaming, you know. But um, no, like I said, you know, I'm I'm so happy that so many people did step up, and, and I'm I'm glad to see that you know people want accountability. Uh, I don't. I'm not saying we got it, but it was close, you know. Um, the people have spoken, and uh, we have to abide by their will. And now, all we have to do is push our leaders to fulfill their obligations. On a side note, I, I want to bring up to the fact that this year, during the swearing in, they did not include the fiduciary clause of their swearing in. Did anybody else notice that? No. So, since they didn't pass the $5,000, $1,000 limits on uh, purchasing furniture for the homes, I thought that was quite curious that they didn't mention that at all. It'll be curious to go read the uh, National Convention Magazine when that comes out because that woman mm-hmm. that types everything types every word out. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, when, and, and if you are a union member out there, you can read the transcripts once they are released. They're um, in the newest uh, magazine that came that I received while I was gone. You can uh, mail in a request to have a uh, printed copy mailed to you, or it is available on the website for you to download and read as well. So you will, for those that have never been or experienced a national, and I know you get a lot of stigma that it's just one big party. It's not. Most of the pictures that you see that get posted are at break times or after the fact and or after the um business session day and let me tell you it it is really it's not a big party and like i said go back go back and read those transcripts and you will actually be able to see who said what what you know who was protesting to what who was for what it's all in there what we do on a day-to-day basis and what is said in that convention hall is all in those transcripts. And I do highly recommend that people take a moment and go back and read them. You can go back and read previous ones. And then when the new one gets released, go back. Yeah, take take that time when you if you have it and go back and read those. And yeah, yeah I, I never even got a tip of that moonshine. Three eight to yeah. what, 1042 on Friday night? That's how long <laughs> we was, worked that day. Yeah, before you, before you got on, Josh R. and I were going over the going over the program uh just to kind of piggyback on what Kara, uh, Kristen was saying um you know day, day by day uh you know monday uh monday was kind of a after first timers after the first timers orientation that ended at 6 oh well okay with that then we had the legal seminar which ended at 8 so that's about the earliest night we broke up and then that's like the one of the few nights I actually had a, a dinner meal. Tuesday night we ended up uh, at uh, at ten, eight thirty, eight p.m. Well, I guess I ended at eight. I didn't go to the retirement seminar, and so I ended at eight. And then Wednesday we broke early. You know, we broke at five, so that that was the banquet night. Yep. So that was an early night, but then Thursday and Friday, I I was in caucus until eleven o'clock Thursday night. Yep. And Friday night, what when, when the convention break up ten thirty? 
And yeah, it was we, just after ten o'clock we finally yeah. got out of there. And then I had to, and then I was hanging around because I uh, was helping uh, break down our state flag and banner and get them packed up so our secretary treasurer could uh, load them in her pickup truck and take them home. So I didn't get back to my room till about eleven. So everybody who sits there, you know, and oh, it's just one great big party, and we're just paying for that. It's not a party. There, there yeah. are times. There are times when there's, there, there are times where there's some frivolity and, and stuff. But, but especially those last two days, uh, and we were and we were going into Friday thinking we were gonna, you know, that we had to be out of the hall by midnight, and we thought we were gonna be working right up until right up until midnight. But you know, things yeah, changed, I- and we didn't. You know, Grand Rapids in 2018, we went until nine o'clock that night and we beat this this year by a little over an hour. It was after 10 o'clock when we got out of there. So, yeah, it's there. And we start, you know, every morning at 830 in the morning is time to start that new business session. So there's really I mean, yeah, you'll see a bunch of us. We'd be out together and having a few drinks and decompressing for the day before we go back to our rooms for the night. But that's really all that is is just decompressing after being in there for all day long. Yes. And the only dinner we I went to at uh, Bubba Gump. Yeah, that was Tuesday night that we went out. Yeah. I mean, the only meals that I had, down meal. Any more thoughts there, Bill, before we run out of here for the night? Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Do the best you can on you in in the job. Uh, you know, fair fair day's wages for a fair day's work. Um, you know, when in doubt, file a grievance. Don't get stressed, cause it. And most importantly, get home. You're the most important delivery. I stress this to the people at the caucuses that, you know, you need to get home. You're the most important delivery because your family counts on you every day. Whether it's you're doing your job, but most importantly, getting home from that damn job because they care about you and nobody back at the post office gives a damn. So be safe, take care of yourselves, watch out for each other. Yes, sir. I'm going to wind it down with what I told you. I was awful critical earlier a little bit. had a little positive thought wrapped in there a little while ago. I'm going to start this positive thought off with a negative one. (laughs) Oddly enough. But unfortunately, boys and girls, obviously, I was not able to attend the 2022 National Convention. And even if I was able to attend, I honestly think my presence would have caused more harm than good. But I've got to meet a lot of y'all out there that go that support the podcast, whether you agree or disagree with anything we've ever said here. Yeah, that'd been great. But just my presence would have fucking pissed people off. Why do I know this for a fact? Because when I went to the 2019 North Carolina Convention, or the 2022 North Carolina Convention back in April or May, I can't remember which month it was in, and met up with Josh for the first time and met Josh in person, he had received a message to ask me to stay away from the convention floor. Like, I was going to, like, for some reason, I think I've talked about it, like, for some reason, I was going to initiate drama. No, I came there to meet Josh and a few others that I knew from North Carolina. I have friends and y'all held it in freaking Cherokee, North Carolina at the casino. One of my favorite places. So of course I'm gonna go meet friends and have a good time. 
And even if I'd have been down there and I'd have stayed to my thing and just hung out with the co-host and anybody else that wanted to be a part of, yeah, it still would have caused drama. So in a way, I'm kind of thankful. But at the end of the week, actually, it wasn't even the end of the week. It hit me Tuesday. This bullshit. That I had failed. I had failed on everything that I had tried to start because of the shit that went down with me and I when I lost my job in 2020. I failed on what I wanted to do. And it's much respect to my co-host for being down there and being a part of the conversation. This is just my perspective out of respect. I, I don't care about my reputation. I don't give a shit for it. I care about one thing that I've been very clear about on this podcast. It's open conversations, no matter the situation we're talking about, and transparency. And I was working my way up. If you've watched the way I covered the 2019, it was a learning experience. You can go read it. It's still on the Rural Mail Talk forums in the National Convention section. Then you saw me evolve at 2020 in SAC when me and C-Money sat down every night and reported everything we I wrote down. Everything. And then I'm sitting here in Tennessee or in fucking Illinois. While in Florida, the one thing I want to be covering for you, that the listening audience, for every carrier that might happen to stumble upon it, is what exactly happened. And I can't do it. I can't do the initial goal of the podcast to a certain degree of the transparency and bringing light to conversations that need the light. No, I can't actually experience it and have my own perspective from being there firsthand. And that thought wound up into me tearing myself into itty bitty fucking pieces. Reaching out to two people, one who's known me as a rural carrier and a friend since I started the podcast and a little before. And just talking to him about my thoughts and making sure, just saying it out loud instead of in my head. And then all that, after finishing talking with them, I was done with the podcast. I couldn't do what I needed to do, what I still need to do. I can't do it no more. I was done. I told Emily, we're going to get back. We're going to do this next episode, let them share their thoughts and experiences. And then I'm done. I can't do it. I can't sit here and emotionally tie myself to this fucking sinking ship no more. I think those were the words I used to her. And then that thought ran into this stupid-ass transparency rant that I put on the, my Facebook page and the Rural Mail Talk forums. It's honest. About as honest as I could be about the word transparency. That I believe in with everything in my heart. I do not believe in censorship to one damn moment. Not to one. Truth comes in transparency. And nothing ever being censored because it doesn't look good. You're going to hide all your dirty laundry. The closets are going to open up. I've done told you I'm going to bury you. Every time you failed somebody out there, I'm going to bury you. But y'all almost got your wish. You almost did. And out of that thought, I, most people don't really ever respond on Facebook. I just take it, people read it, 
they either like it or not. Sometimes they like it. They physically like it. I don't do it for the likes. I do it to express my thoughts. I do it to be honest in a way most people will never, ever fucking hear it from their national leaders. Because y'all spend a hell of a lot of time listening to the words we say. So you should trust that we're going to be open and honest about everything we do here. Everything we say, it's an honest perspective. And we're not, we're admitting our biases along the way. Was trying to have the real conversations most people don't want to have because it looks badly when you open those closets up. Well, Christine, one of our listeners out there, she came in with a message that rocked my damn world at whatever time she posted it because as soon as she posted it, I was just sitting there scrolling Facebook. I clicked the notification and I read it. I responded to her. She put some more, just fucking just another reply in there. It's just like, damn. That's why I do it. It's just like Christine. There's, a, there's more of y'all out there. And if I we were only talking to one person, one, I'd still do what I do now. She reminded me, and I appreciate Christine for you. You don't understand how much that comment meant at that moment in time. Because I was just about to set it all down. Everything I'd ever worked for, everything I ever stand for, And what I do on this podcast, I was going to set it down. And then I lit a fire in myself. And that's what you see right now. I'm not happy with the the way national leaders conducted themselves at the same time trying to throw shade on what I do. And let's just go ahead and clear the record. For anything this podcast puts out documentation-wise and stuff of that nature, of union documentation, it is not, my co-hosts do not have any consent on what I post. I'll clear the record. Everything I post is of my own free will. They're, the only thing they bring in the conversation is their thoughts and experiences and the conversations we have along the way. For y'all at the National Convention to throw shade and dirt on those individuals, I, God, I hope your closet's clean. I hope your closet's clean. For y'all to call us dividers, I hope your closet's clean. Because anybody that's ever listened to this podcast for any stretch of time tell you that I speak to the future of the rural craft with hope for a better fucking day, even though I'm no longer a part of it. And I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to keep doing that. So, boys and girls, that's the thought. We almost didn't exist no more. Almost didn't exist. But... I just took a moment to realize, well, if I can't do what I, what I could do as a member of this union, what else can we do? Let's focus on that. That's you, the listener. It's lifting y'all up. I'm going to try to get some things of going on that front. And some things about bringing some honest, transparent, and accountability to your national leaders. I am working on that as well. Fuck 
Okay, let's go ahead and run this on out of here, boys and girls. Thank y'all for being a part of the conversation. I appreciate all the new listeners up in here. Uh, obviously, there are a few of you kicking around. If you're lurking, I appreciate you lurking. For everybody in comments, I, I kind of can see them up in here. I appreciate y'all being up here and being a part of the conversation with your actual text words. And if you ever want to be a part of the conversation, everybody is more than, I don't care. You're, you could be status quo. You're more than welcome to be in here as well. Just understand the room doesn't fit your temperature of the water. If you're willing for good conversation and debate and walk away and respect one another, we can do that. Come on in, join the Rule of Deviation Discord. It's on the Rule of Mail Talk forums. Just search it up. Rule of Deviation Discord. Yo, let's get to this thing. Just like always, boys and girls, I understand you're never alone in the conversation. Until next time, always know your voice matters. Y'all take it easy, boys and girls. So